are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today is Tuesday, December 28th, 2021. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. It's pretty much been non-baseball talk on there because of the lockout. New episode dropping for our tier twos and threes later today. So check that out at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. Apologies for having to delay this uh, episode to today. I've been uh, sick the last few days and talking just wasn't super appealing yesterday. So going to try to make it work today, though. Uh, Hope you had a great holiday weekend if you celebrate. On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we're answering your questions for our weekly mailbag that you sent to us either on Twitter or via email at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. We'll answer as many as we can today, and if we can't get to them all, we'll carry the remaining ones over into tomorrow's episode. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it so colby let's get into these questions here let's start with the one that we got via email from tim says hey guys i just found your podcast a little bit ago and i'm enjoying thanks thank you tim for tuning in and uh tim uh continues here saying uh so on your outfield episode on thursday last week and he sent this on december 20th so he means two weeks ago um colby mentioned ideally he'd want uh, Michael Conforto plus another outfielder to have to have the depth we need in the outfield to be a contender. You both agreed, but even if we just got Conforto, that's him. Hanniger, Lewis, and Kelnick to rotate three spots. Plus, we have Frazier as depth, uh, especially if we sign Story for second base. Then you have Julio, who will be up this year potentially soon. How can we sign two outfielders and have room to play all of these guys? It just doesn't seem like a true area. We can better our team, save better defense at center field. I know your response is, but a contending team cannot rely on Kelnick or Lewis yet. While that might be true, we don't have that luxury because it's not how the Mariners position themselves. They spent this rebuild banking on the future being Kelnick and Julio, and if they don't pan out, we lose no matter what. So while we say we shouldn't need uh, need to rely on them, we really have to. Am I making sense? What am I missing here? Thanks, guys. Tim. Colby. Yeah. Um, so here's the problem with uh, with that line of logic is uh, what if Julio and Jared are both bad? They're just not major leaguers. Is the entire rebuild over? Should they just stop trying? No, of course they shouldn't. And that's that's kind of part of the problem as well. You invested so much in your outfield that that's kind of how you have to you have to roll with those guys. You don't. You, you don't. In fact, no rebuild ever has ever worked just using what you have in house to make it work. So um, you have to you have to use assets to go get other assets who are outside your organization. So that that's part of the problem. Uh, the other thing is is that even if right, even if we say okay, we're going to count on Julio and Jared 
Julio might not be up until May, June. Um, but we're going to count on those two guys. Okay, that's fine. You need at least four outfielders, mm. right, on a major league team. So um, mm. if you, let's just say you count on those two guys, and they're good, and they're gr- fantastic. You're going to trust Mitch Haniger to stay healthy. You're going to trust Kyle Lewis to stay healthy. Both of those things, you're going to count on both of those things. It, it, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's it's unrealistic to expect that. And you also have to understand that when Ty and I are saying, oh, you go get Conforto, you go get another guy, we're not necessarily talking about giving a guy a five-year contract, right? We're talking about right. one or two-year deals. And these are guys that you can mm-hmm. also trade uh, if the time comes. So uh, I've said this a lot. I'll continue to say it. You don't have depth until you actually have depth. Right now, the Mariners have a bunch of guys who could go stand in the major league outfield. Does that mean they're major leaguers? No. The Mariners do not have outfield depth, not at the major league level. And so you can't rely on young guys to try and and end this 21-year drought and not have uh, backup plans, right? And so when I say add Conforto and another guy, hypothetically, right, let's just say it's Seiya Suzuki, just, just for the first name that came to mind, right? If my outfield on any given day is, you know, Seiya Suzuki, opening day outfield, let's say, Seiya Suzuki and left, uh, you know, Con- or Conforto and left, uh, Kelnick in center, Conforto, uh, Suzuki, sorry, in right, and Hanniger at DH. Mm-hmm. Isn't that better than Hanniger and right, uh, you know, uh, Kelnick and center. Freely and left, or, Kelnick. Center, yeah. yeah. Lewis, DH, isn't that better? Yeah. So at some point, you have to focus on wins right now. And the Mariners are in a position where not only do they not need Julio and Jared to pan out, although I think both will, they can't afford to find out if that's the case. They won 90 games last year. There is no reset button on this thing. You have to go forward. And so the only way you can go forward is to ensure that you have these these fail safes in place in case your two star guys that you're counting on don't perform. So it's, it's short term. Uh, we're talking about short term signings here. And also you have the DH, you have three outfield spots. There's over 6,000 plate appearances last year for the Mariners. And that was a, a below average offense. So it was below middle of the pack in terms of plate appearances. You have 6,000, uh, plate appearances at least to give out. You can have five outfielders uh, get pretty regular playing time uh, without sacrificing anything. Yeah, I really disagree with the sentiment that if they don't pan out, we lose. Um, I don't I don't think that's the case. whatsoever. they didn't last year and the Mariners won 90 games. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. You didn't didn't even see Julio. Kelnick was abysmal until September. Yeah. it's just, yeah, you, you, well, like these are the top young guys in your system, right? That's not who you should be banking the whole, um, you know, uh, viability of your, of your, of your rebuild around. Obviously these two guys are a big part of that and you hope that they are eventually, that they can eventually develop into, you know, faces of your franchise. But it's like, Colby said you kind of have to keep moving here though you 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 know the show must go on whether these guys are good or not and odds are like even if they do end up becoming faces of your franchise that might not be for two three four years down the road 
And so right, right now, like this year is what's most important. Then 2023 will be what's most important and so on and so forth. And you will adapt and you will change your roster how, how you see fit. Mm-hmm. And right now with you in a position to contend, um, you can't bank on a, on a Julio Rodriguez to be good right away. You can't bank on a Jerry Kelnick to be good right away. And you don't have to force them into your lineup. You don't have to force them onto your 26-man roster right now either if they're not ready. If they're not, if they don't give you the best shot to contend, if they are not one of the 26 best guys in your organization, you don't need to force that issue. Um, and you should have, you know, you should explore all options to make sure that you're covered if that is the case, if those guys are not ready to contribute for you. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't really see, um, I don't really see it from, from your point of view, Tim, in the, in the sense that they, like, they are the rebuild. Like, that is all that matters is Jerry Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez. And it's not like you have a very deep farm system with plenty of other talents that could pop, uh, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, you have all this money you have, and again, going back to the talent that you have in your farm system, you can also use that to trade for guys that are, you know, that could potentially end up being a face of your franchise or what have you. There's uh yeah, there's so many different avenues that you can go down with this and it doesn't have to be right. just mutually exclusive to Julio or Jared. Um, and if right. either one of those guys pops, both of them pop another one of them pop it really doesn't matter you can still succeed you can still fail in this rebuild no matter what um because again like even then like let's say that both of them are good you still got to build a team around them as well right and so you know you you could have a really good julio rodriguez you could have a really good jared kelnick but if you don't have a team built around them as uh to complement them you could still be bad so I, I again i really don't agree with the uh sentiment that if they don't pan out we lose no matter what yeah. um and if they yeah. do pan out i don't think that it's just as simple as well you have fulfilled your rebuild right you know it's so, too much pressure uh, to put on any any player and jerry depoto has gone out of his way to make sure that that's not the case. There are mm-hmm. tears and there are waves beyond waves coming up behind those guys that if both of them fail, and again, I don't think they are going to, but if mm-hmm. they do, there there are safety nets there. And what Ty and I are talking about are making sure those safety nets are specifically helpful for the 2022 team. So uh, beyond 2022, there are other safety nets there. There are other outfielders. There are potential trades that could be made. Um, but, uh, yeah. And honestly, Tim, this is a really good question. We could probably do the whole show about this. Um, but we have, we <laughs> yeah, have 11 other, and we just spent like six minutes on this. So we gotta, we, we gotta we cut this short. A whole segment on this. <laughs> uh, yeah. We gotta cut this short, but it's a really good question, Tim. And honestly, like I said, we could probably do a whole show about, yeah. you know, the, the current state of the rebuild and all that stuff. So, uh, good question. Unfortunately, we just, now we have to get 11 more done in the next 15 minutes. So we have to move on. But, uh, good well, like I said, we're probably going to have to answer some of these on tomorrow's show, which is fine because yep. uh, with the lockout, we we don't really have <laughs> many other sure. topics to cover. Uh, sure. So that's OK. Uh, but yeah, so uh, appreciate the question, Tim. We're going to move on in uh, just a moment and a- answer more questions. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. 
It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And most Built Bars even contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Meanwhile, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Now, here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Thank you again to Tim for sending in that question. Like Colby said, we could spend the whole show talking about that. Um, But hopefully that was enough of an answer. Uh, for you and uh, maybe that's something we'll revisit later on but we got plenty of other questions to get into here and uh, we're going to move on to Twitter here now to uh, to answer um, the questions that you guys submitted yesterday uh, to us uh, let's start with a couple of questions that we got about Jeff McNeil that kind of go hand in hand with one another uh, one was from Daisy and the Dingo at Daisy's Dingo's would you still like to see the Mariners trade for Jeff McNeil? Not really an impact bet, but definitely makes your lineup longer and has positional versatility and is a cheaper option going forward than Frazier. So who would the Mets ask for? And then the other question from Brian. Uh, at APIR2B named... I have no I have no idea what that is. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm I'm sick. Your name is messing with me right now. It's a whole lot. <laughs> uh, but uh, Brian asked, uh, should fans be excited for the addition of Jeff McNeil? Not exactly the impact infielder fans were hoping for. So, um, yes, uh, fans should be excited about that because Jeff McNeil is a good player, obviously coming off of a down year by his standards, but still a good player. And to answer uh, Daisy and the Dingo's question, um, yeah, I would love that that addition, even with with Frazier, because I mean, uh, the more you can do, right, the the versatility mm-hmm. that both of those players bring um, is, is exciting. Um, yeah, you know, Colby and I have talked about McNeil quite a bit. He was in our off season plan. We still really like the idea of adding him, especially if you're not able to land a uh, story or a Bryant or someone like that. Um, And I think that's really what it comes down to, right? Is if you don't land one of those guys, that's probably who you end up turning to. But I mean, you could even make it work here where Frazier ends up becoming your super utility along with uh, Abraham Toro. And you get, you know, story or Bryant to play, third base or second base and McNeil plays whichever position one of those guys ends up not filling. Um, yeah. As for what the Mets would ask for right now, the report is a pitcher 
what kind of pitcher? I have no idea. But Colby, you had a recommendation on a deal uh, that you sent to me uh, via DM the other day when the news of McNeil's availability came out. Uh, is that kind of where yeah. your head's at? And do you think that's actually something the Mets would do? Uh, well, let's go back real quickly. Uh, I would dispute the claim that Jeff McNeil is not an impact bat. Um, okay. You, if you get the Jeff McNeil from 2018, 2019, and 2020, you get that Jeff McNeil, he's the best hitter on your team. He's he's better than Ty France. Um, you know, again, last year, a down year, still 93 WRC+, plus, which isn't, obviously it's below average, but um, it's significantly better than what the Mariners got out of their second baseman last year. Prior to that, the WRC pluses for McNeil, 136, 144, 131. Slugging percentages those years, 471, 531, 454. On-base percentages, all all in the 380s. Batting average between 311 and 330. All three years. Guy's an impact bat. He can straight up hit. Um, does he have traditional home run power? No, he's probably going to top out at 25 home runs. Um, but he's going to hit a lot of doubles. Um, you know, And he's going to make a lot of contact. He doesn't strike out at all. Uh, he walks a fair amount about league average and walks. So, um, yeah, it, I, I disagree with the notion that he's not an impact bat. Um, furthermore, it sounds By the like way, the Met- real quick. Yeah. I, d- I just realized what Brian's na- uh, Twitter handle is. It's a player to be named later. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, my, okay. My brain, my brain. <laughs> <right> now. <laughs> Anyways, this will make CTZ anyway. fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I dispute the idea that McNeil is not an impact bat. He is. He's a middle of the order bat, and he would be the best on the Mariners the minute he steps, you know, off the plane. Um, mm-hmm. As for the, the what pitcher they want, it sounds like they're focused on starting pitching right now. But you kind of look at like who has the starting pitching to give. It's like, does Jeff McNeil make a lot of sense for the A's or the Reds? Not really. Um, not that he doesn't make any sense, but does he make a lot of sense for them? No, not really. Um, maybe you see him get traded for like Pablo Lopez. I think that's kind of a fun trade idea. Um, but he'll be 30 years old. Lopez is like 26. Eh. But uh, assuming it, let's just say that they're willing to not like, it doesn't have to be a starter. My thought was, why don't the Mariners go to the Mets and say, Hey, look, you could use some, you know, bullpen help. You use, you need pitching help period. We have Diego Castillo, who, like Jeff McNeil, coming off of a little bit of a down year, um, but he's a pitcher. He helps the back end of your bullpen, and we're gonna ta- and we're gonna toss on a pretty good prospect. I don't know. Maybe Levi Stout is a little too much, but obviously the Mariners have plenty of, of pitching prospects um, that they can offer. And to me, if I, would I do that? Yes, I would because well, I like Castillo, and I don't think you saw him at his best last year, um, and. Hey, well, you know what? When you did see him at his best, it was really good. Uh, the Mariners have the bullpen already set up in place uh, to pull that off. So do I think the Mets would do it? Probably not. I think they'd probably hold out for a starting pitcher. And if it's if it's straight, you know, we need a starting pitcher, that means for the Mariners, it's either Flexen or Marco, basically. And I just mm-hmm. I don't think I would feel comfortable doing that because now I have to go out and get another starting pitcher. So um but yeah, if, if they're willing to talk bullpen in a prospect, I am all over Jeff McNeil. Um, there were reports that he apparently fell out of favor with a lot of teammates. He, he wasn't a fan of like the shifting and all that stuff. So 
Uh, that's something that mm-hmm. has to be answered. But it wouldn't be the first time that a guy leaves a situation he doesn't like, and all of a sudden he's much more receptive to to you know these ideas. So that that's on the Mariners to do their mm-hmm. homework and figure out uh, what's up, you know, in that scenario. But uh, I am definitely interested mm-hmm. in Jeff McNeil, and I'd be pretty aggressive about it too. Um. All right. So uh, yeah, and I totally agree with that. By the way, uh, let's move on here to Ben Lucan at Ben Lucan. Uh, who asks, uh, Jerry has an express interest in a new catcher, so who should our 2022 catcher be? I like Cal Raleigh's potential, but if we're going to compete, I'm not sure how much longer we can wait for him to develop. If Luis Torrens improves his defense, do you think he could be our starting catcher? Uh, I think it's going to be the the same catching duo that you had this year, Tom Murphy and and Luis Torrens. That seems to be what the indication is. Do I necessarily agree that that's what it should be? Not really. Uh, but also the catching market is very thin right now, and uh, you ultimately don't want to have to, um, you know, pay an arm arm and a leg for, you know, a one year rental like a uh, Wilson Contreras or anyone like that. Um, but yeah, it's probably going to be Murphy and Terenz, which I mean, you could do worse. Um, Murphy, solid defender, obviously coming off of a down year offensively, but if he can get somewhere close ish to where he was in 2019, obviously I don't know if that's repeatable. Um, but if he can get somewhere close to that, and if Turin's can just at least be fine defensively the way that he was when he came over in that trade with with the Padres in, in the second half of 2020, then you should be fine because uh, the bat is is legitimate. And uh, and I think if you know if you can get those two things to happen there, that duo of Turin's and uh, and Murphy uh, can be pretty good for you. And then you add, uh, you know. Anything that you can get from Cal Raleigh on top of that, you're probably in a better position than most teams at the catcher position. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of why I was really interested in uh, Jorge Alfaro. Um, even though he, he hadn't hit, it, it, it is a bad class. And, and Jan Gomes is already off the board. Um, so yeah, th- it's not a good catcher class. Uh, so you're probably rolling with what you have. Um, if the Mariners were to make a surprising move, it would probably be at the catcher position, but like surprising moves would be like acquiring Sean Murphy or, or Carson Kelly. And neither of those seem likely at all. So, um, I think you're just kind of rolling with what you have. Um, you know, it it would be nice if you can get 2019 Tom Murphy, but even if you got second half of 2021 Tom Murphy, uh, that would still be, you know, better, uh, than what you got. For the whole, um, I think there's a chance the Mariners carry three catchers, uh, assuming Luis Torrens is still a catcher in their eyes. Um, I know Kai hates Luis Torrens, but the guy is a really good hitter, or at least he was last year. So uh, I'm I'm fine rolling with Torrens for you know catching once a week, um, maybe twice a week if you have to, uh, depending on how many off days there are and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, I think you're just rolling with what you have, and you hope that either Terence's defense takes a big step forward or Cal Raleigh's bat takes a big step forward. And Tom Murphy can just kind of be what he was last year, which was again, not great. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you that Tom Murphy was great last year, but he was at least respectable and you you stick him at the bottom of the lineup and you, you know, take the occasional home run he hits and uh, you know, the defense is, is pretty good along the way. So uh, that's what I would do. All right, so we are going to try to answer as many more questions as we possibly can. 
in the next segment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so we have a bunch of like smaller, kind of fun, really non-baseball questions here that you guys asked, so... We're going to get to uh, those in this segment and what we like to call lightning. You ready, Colby? Always. Oh, yeah, man. Lightning like rounds Thor's always hammer, fun. Man. Mjolnir here. Ready for that lightning. Yep. Which Toby McGuire can lift. He absolutely no other cannot. That is, that is factually incorrect. Um, by the way, Tom Murphy, just to wrap up, I know we wrapped up the last segment already, but uh, from uh, May 22nd until the end of the year, Tom Murphy hit 232, 349, 369. Uh, that's what he is all of 2021. You're fine. Actually, you're yeah. probably better than fine. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, uh, you know, keep in mind here that catchers not really great at offense league wide. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, and trade for Austin Nola, like slightly average is pretty yeah. good. If you, if you have a catcher who's average or better in any one of the offensive, like uh, batting average on base or slugging, you're doing better than half the league at least. So, all right, let's, um, let's start here with Ian at C Mariners 2001, who asked what parks outside of T-Mobile slash Safeco have you been to and which have been your favorite Colby? Have you been to I, any any other nope. parks? Nope. I've only ever been to okay. T-Mobile, so can't answer that question. I stood outside of the Anaheim Angels Stadium like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. It was garbage. I could tell from the outside even. So, But that's it. Uh, I have been to like the two worst stadiums in the <laughs> league like consensus, which is uh, the Oakland Coliseum. Gross. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rogers Center, which is finally uh, getting some uh, some improvements made. They're they're investing. Um, God, I think it was like three hundred fifty million dollars or something. The the report was, and nice. um, yeah, and what they're they're going to be doing there at, at the Rogers Center because it, trust me, it, it needs it. That place is a glorified <laughs> parking garage. It does not feel like baseball in there. Uh, so, uh, which of those is my favorite? Neither. <laughs> T-Mobile. T-Mobile is definitely my favorite, even though I haven't been there in like 12 years. Right. Um, 13 years. 13 years. Yes. That ends in 2022. Um, it better. <laughs> Figure yeah, it out. It should. It should. Uh, all right. Thank you, Ian. Uh, let's move on to Eli Sellers at Eli Sellers 24. Who is your favorite actor of all time? Ooh, Colby. I mean, of all time, that's 
that's tough because there's different, you know, eras and different styles and stuff like that. Um, really, really like Andrew Garfield right now. I don't know if you've seen Tick, Tick, Boom yet. Um, I haven't seen it, but I, I've seen clips and it looks his singing is phenomenal. Yeah, he's very talented, dude. Um, yeah, it, it, it was great. Uh, Andrew Garfield is, is fantastic. Um, you know, I. I don't, here's the thing with me is I'm not a big like actor guy. Like I don't go to movies because of the cast. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, Oh, Robert De Niro's in this. I'm going to go see the new Robert De Niro movie. I care more about the, like the, the story. Right. And so the cast just happens to be the cast. So I'm not a big, like, Oh, this actor's in it. I got to go see it type of thing. But I really, I tend to like pretty much every role. Andrew Garfield has played. I liked his Spider-Man. I liked him in Hacksaw Ridge. Tick, tick, boom's really good. Um, social network. I thought he was really good in that too. So, um, he's way up there. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is, is, is fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, I, am not a big, like, you know, I'm not a huge like actor guy, so I can't even say like Robert De Niro or, or Idris Alba is pretty good. Um, yeah, I feel like he needs to be in more stuff, like more mainstream stuff, which sounds weird, but I think he does. He was in the suicide squad, which I watched again last night and that was fantastic. I, I have not seen that. So, uh, DC sucks. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it's, it's probably Andrew Garfield right now, but you know, again, ask me after the next movie I see, and I might have a different answer. That that's how little I care about actors in, in general. Uh, but Andrew Garfield just seems to be really good at, in everything that he's in. So I'll say him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This might be a little bit of recency bias, but I love Willem Dafoe. Uh, I think he's a fan. I, I well, it's not just because of Goblin now. It, it's not it just is, because though. of Goblin, isn't it? Even though, even though his Goblin it, though? In, in No Way Home is just incredible, um, isn't it? Though, yeah, he. Uh, oh yeah, he's one of the greatest character actors uh, that I've oh, yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. He's um, good. The Lighthouse. Uh, he's in, he's just incredible in the Lighthouse, and that's one of my favorite movies that I watched as of late. Um, yeah, I just I love Willem Dafoe, so that would be my pick. Uh, Alex Ledbetter wants to know who's our favorite female superhero from any universe. Ooh, Ooh. that's a good one. Um, it's hmm. it's cliche, but it's it's MCU Black Widow for me. Mm. There's like a lot it. of depth. There's um, a lot of depth with that character. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Storm. Ooh, Storm that's a sick. good one too. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Um, yeah. or Psylocke. Psylocke was dope too. I like I like Scarlet Witch. Um, mm-hmm. I I've, obviously she's getting ready to take on a much bigger role. Um, Wonder Woman. I'm I like the I like the origin and and then like you know like I think that that is a cool character, mm-hmm. but the movies carry more than comic books for me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just. I think she's been fine in the movies. So um, I like Wonder Woman, but for me, it's, it's Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, uh, MCU, MCU version of Black Widow. Although I did nice. side note, I did really like uh, Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man in uh, mm. into the Spider-Verse. I thought that was a really cool like thing. Yeah. yeah same. Um, yeah. I like that question. Thanks, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Aiden wants to know, um, the, the famous meme do we hear yanny or laurel i hear laurel. i hear laurel yeah, yeah i hear laurel too 
but like I can hear the little like the high pitch frequency in the background that's saying Yanny. I can't hear that at all. It's like straight oh, really? world to me. Yeah, not at all. So. Yeah, if you if you tune your ear a little bit, I don't know. Like if you listen, I like, really close. You can hear. There's like, well, like you'll hear Laurel, but like you'll hear the deep Laurel. But there's like a little tiny like high pitch frequency in the background going Yanny. Yeah, I think they're making that up. Well, that's just I I'm, heard it look look how different I am for this. Yeah, <laughs> I did too, and I think that was more of a look how different I am than oh no, I can totally hear that. So yeah, but what do I know? I don't have your ears. What what was what was the dress, Colby? Was a blue and black or uh, white and gold? Um, I actually kind of saw more of a blue and gold. Blue and gold. Wow. Yeah, it was definitely closer I, um, to white. Uh, but it was mm-hmm. it looked like periwinkle almost to me in gold. So yeah, I don't. I know. mostly saw blue and black though. There was one time, and I, I swear it was so weird. I actually saw white and gold, and then like I reopened the same exact image like five minutes later, and it was blue and black again. Made no, it blew my mind. <laughs> I still don't. I still don't understand that how that works. That 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 one just actually like <laughs> that kind of messed with me honestly optical um, illusions man they're one heck of yeah. a thing so we have a bunch of other like great questions that you guys uh ask um that we're gonna get to on tomorrow's show we have a question here from jake asking about which minor league hitters in the mariner system could also have an impact in 2022 outside of julio we have a question mm. from cody asking about uh which pros or which numbers the prospects will wear um there's a bunch of stuff in here. So we're going to, yeah, we're, yeah, exactly. Cause you, you can't remember uh, <laughs> which numbers most players have worn, uh, which is why, uh, you know, we would do that trivia Thursday every now and then. And I would try to get you to guess which numbers players would wear. I was so um, bad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's honestly kind of shocking. Some of the things, some of the numbers that you didn't know. <laughs> I just I I don't do numbers. I, I'm not good with faces either. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna turn that into tomorrow's show sheet, uh, basically, because I think we have like four questions that we didn't get to, four or five questions that we didn't get to. There's one about the rebrand for the Mariners, um, which is kind of interesting. So yeah, I'm I'm uh i i'm really into uh doing that tomorrow and uh, and getting to those and and hopefully being able to spend some more time with those questions than we could have possibly done today uh so hopefully you look forward to that if you had a question and we didn't answer it on today's show be sure to tune in tomorrow and we will absolutely get to them on there but that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, the C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.